Hey, Nicole. Hey, Cindy. How are you? I'm good. So I thought today we might talk about some of the odd things that have happened to us with living in Manhattan. I was speaking to someone earlier, and I never realized that most places throughout the country require you to have two exits in an apartment. Did you know that? I two, didn't like, know that, and it's impossible in New York because most of the buildings are way too old to have two exits. I know. I was speaking to your friend, and she said her front door got jammed or something, so she had to use her back door. And I'm like, you live in an apartment, and you have a back door? And I'm thinking, this must be a really shishy apartment. And she responded to me like I was an idiot. She's like, it's law. Like Everyone has to have two points of escape. And so then I started thinking back to my New York apartments and some of the crazy things that happened there and how yeah. we definitely did not have two means of exit unless I was going to throw myself out a window. Yeah, like one of my apartments in Brooklyn Heights, I had uh, access to the roof. So I suppose if I had to escape, I could have climbed up into the roof. Yeah, I, I could have done that too, but then I still would have been stuck. Like <laughs> I would have been stuck on a roof. It would just as dangerous. But I did live in one building, and I decided to do research on my neighborhood, and that it was an old brothel because it had this trip staircase. So I knew we had two staircases. I could never figure out which staircase I was on. Somewhere they switched, and so I'd either come out of the back of the building or the front of the building. Oh, you but, mean when you left your apartment? Yeah, when I left my apartment. So not in my apartment. We technically had two ways to get out of the building, the front and the back. But you started off on one staircase, and then I found out it was a, a former brothel. And that is how they got people out, was through that back staircase. I lived there for about two years, and I still could never figure out which one I would come out of. That's really funny. I tried to figure it out. Yeah, it was it was one of those uh, crazy little things. That's like I, Harry Potter. That's like the staircases are moving when you're inside. It, it was like you just couldn't figure it out and you couldn't come in through the back staircase. You could only go out through the back staircase. It just made it more confusing. That's hilarious. I mean, staircases and apartments are insane in New York anyway, if you live in a walk-up. I lived in a three-story walk-up, but the, each flight of stairs was two stories and steep and narrow. I loved five stories. That's my fifth floor walk-ups because in New York, if you're willing to walk up, the higher you're willing to walk up, basically the cheaper you it is per square foot because yeah, nobody true. wants to walk up. True. So I loved fifth floor. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that apartment. Sketchy ones. The, yeah, I love that apartment of yours, although the hallways were so funny. Oh, yeah, they oh. were all like twisted <laughs> and uneven. And what I was actually thinking about when I lived with my roommate, who you didn't believe existed. She did. But that it. was, she did exist. But that was also a crazy building. So that one had an elevator, but nobody would actually use that elevator. So we walked up to the eighth floor, but it was on. The that elevator was setting. kind of small. It was an old, crickety elevator that has the door that slides. And yeah. the guy was there so often to check it, it, you just knew it wasn't sound. So instead, we all had one staircase that we would use. And it was a really, relatively large building because it went around a courtyard. I was speaking to a friend. She's like, is that the one where you realized at some point after you had briefly dated a guy that he could see into your window? And I was like... <laughs> Yes, it was. Is that the French guy, Nicole? Yeah, it was the French guy. So to give people the backstory, I was in my 20s, had a roommate. Our kitchen and uh, the bathroom faced an inner courtyard. And there's a lot of apartments that all face into the courtyard because you need to have at least one window in a room in New York for it to be considered a room. All the apartments would have these weird constructions so that everybody basically got a window and they could count something that's the size of a closet as a room looking out over this courtyard. This really cute guy lived somewhere on my floor. And so I flirted with him and we went out once. And after the first date, I realized he was incredibly boring and I didn't want to go out with him again. I would peek through the door whenever I heard somebody walking towards the stairs of the elevator on the floor because I lived across from the elevator. 
and right next to the stairs. So I pretty much heard whenever someone came onto the floor. Before I left our apartment, I'd always peep out to make sure that he wasn't there. But he always knew when I was there. I couldn't figure out how. Oh, now I'm following where you're going with this. Go on. So I was always trying to avoid him. After this first date, I was like, oh, God, he's so boring. I don't want to go out with him, but now it's awkward because we live on the same floor. So I never use the elevator because I knew he used the elevator. So I always took the stairs and I'd be like literally peeking around the stairs and, the, and everything before I continued my walk down or up just to avoid him. But he somehow always knew when I was home. He'd call, he'd text, he'd come knock on the door and ask if we had milk or wine or, you know, some random other thing to borrow. And I just could not for the life of me figure it out. And then one day, I happened to be in the kitchen and we didn't have blinds in the kitchen. We didn't have any drapes in the kitchen because it was just a small galley kitchen. And so you could see into the the sitting area, into the bathroom. And one day I was in the kitchen and all of a sudden I heard a noise. So I just had to look out in the courtyard because I was a little bit nosy. So I like to kind of see what's going on in the courtyard. <laughs> and I looked up and directly across from me was a French guy waving. I was like, this is how he knows how I'm always home. So after that, I literally would not turn on the lights in the apartment after I got home and I would crawl around on my hands and knees to avoid <laughs> having to walk by where the <laughs> where the window shines through. Uh, you know, the things you do for good rent in New York. I know, I know, it was, it was crazy. But we had one other funny time when like, I heard him, he was having a party or something. So we got out binoculars, like, let's see what's going on. So we're peering in, looking across through the darkness. We had all the lights off in the apartment we're up at the kitchen window trying to peer through to see their kitchen window because they had a big kitchen window and they're staring back at us with binoculars ah! <laughs> and then they, they tried to wave us over to come to the party and we were like ah! I have a similar story I used to hang out with my friend all the time and she, she lived in one of those Upper East Side like York Avenue Upper East Side high rises mm-hmm Beautiful building, doorman, you know, the whole shebang. But everybody had telescopes. So we used to look through the telescope all the time at the other high-rise building across the way. And it came to a point where we couldn't look in certain windows because we had met the people or they had waved back at us or they had flashed us. <laughs> so it was like it was like Hollywood squares, except every square was bad. Like wherever we looked, it was like somebody like flashing us or like dancing or like holding their phone number up. It was hilarious. Yeah, no, I think you bring up two really important points for people who think that we're crazy. Having binoculars in New York to spy on people around you is not uncommon at all. In fact, I would say most people have pair of binoculars because you don't have that much to do when you're in a typical New York apartment. Maybe you have a TV, maybe you have your computer, but you're probably alone and you're hearing all these things outside. And so New Yorkers don't really interact with each other, but they love to spy on each other. But so. right. I would counter that there are so many interesting personalities in New York that looking through binoculars or a telescope or what have you is more interesting than anything you're going to find on TV. It's the best reality TV. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And then as for people flashing you, the other really bad thing that happens when people live too close in proximity is they forget that other people can see them or they just stop caring or their apartment's too small to really have privacy. Like if you don't want to be naked in front of your window, right. you really have no other place to be naked in the apartment. So right. yeah, that's <laughs> so. my next story. But this is, you know, classic if you ever watched Friends, Ugly Naked Guy. So there's some yes. to Ugly Naked Guy. So when I lived in Brooklyn, we had this really small apartment. Bedrooms were like four by six. They were like closets, Nicole. Mm-hmm. And so my roommate and I each had loft beds. So underneath the loft bed was our dresser and our desk and whatever we did. And the bed was essentially the width of the room, right? You had to climb up to go to bed. So like cats loved it, but it was coffin-like almost sometimes. But anyway, the rent was really good. What you do for cheap rent, right? Mm -hmm. 
So I did not have blinds on this window because it was this narrow slit of a window. I think this once was a closet, actually, in my room. You know, it was the only place that like it. Right. And so one night I get home. I used to get home really late. I would go to school after work, leave really early, get home really late. So the size of the bedroom didn't really matter to me. I finally noticed that there was a crowd of 17-year-olds out the window, looking through the window. They were peeping Tommy for like God knows how long. And so after that, again, I didn't have blinds on, but I would crouch. Every time I would change, it would be in the corner underneath the loft bed with my back to the window. Yeah, yeah. no, I get that. Because there's a thing of pride. Like, right, like once you get caught without the curtain, right. it, it's almost like this prideful thing. My mom's like, you could put paper up over there. It's like, no, no, like we cannot give in. We cannot be the ones that give in because somebody else is staring in our window, even though we were staring in their window. But it's like, it's like, you have to keep it open. This is my window. You leave my window. I think mine was more just like, I'm not going to be back down and look like I'm intimidated. And then I can't spy easily, right? Like, like what if he's doing something more interesting than me? Oh my God. Nicole, and I have to open the window. <laughs> I also had a very small apartment that didn't really have a bed. I ended up having a sofa bed had a crawl space loft where you could have put a bed, but you couldn't have actually sat up without hitting your head. That was a beautiful apartment, though. Yeah, some crazy things there, too. Like, crazy things happen when you live in New York. I remember one time, this week that Batman came out, and I'm terrified of bats now to this day. <laughs> two girls, two sisters lived above me. And they were two smart girls. We were friendly. We weren't friends, but we were friendly. One night, these girls called me at about 1 a.m., and they're like, can you come upstairs? And I was sleeping. I had just woken up. I'm like, okay. I was like, okay, well, like, what's wrong? And they're like, well, I don't know. There's either a bat or a bird in our apartment, and we don't know what to do. So I was like, okay, but I had just woken up, and I didn't think to say, like, is it hanging or flying or perched? So I get up there, and it's hanging. Like, obviously, a bird doesn't hang, right? So you have two smart girls. Bird doesn't hang. Like, I can look at this and tell you it's a bat because birds don't, birds don't hang. But it came into a light room. So in rational waking hours, I would know, turn off the lights, open the window, it will fly out. Yes. But in New York, there's also a lot of light. So I'm not really sure. And I knew that only rabid things go towards light. So I was like, oh, my God, maybe it's rabid. So we're all freaking out now. I'm trying to get out. I was like just about to be like, well, okay, call 311. But just as I was about to leave, the stupid thing started flying. <gasps> and so it was like dive bombing us and we're screaming. I went downstairs. I was like, I've got to go out. Like, you have to call 311. Call whatever you need to call. Like, I'm out of here. As I went to go leave, the thing took a nosedive to go right down the stairway. And I lived on the, the floor beneath them. And so the stupid bat is flying up and down. I finally get into my apartment. I go into my apartment like I am somebody running for my life, the way I open and slam the door as fast as I can. I go put a pot on my head. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'm around with a pot on my head. I also have a pot in my hand now because I don't know if the thing's rabid. You know, they, they called the emergency services and they said, it's coming in the light or going near water. It might be rabid. So be really careful. Like, cover your hair. Don't let it come right. near you. They're like, don't let it in the apartment. I had my cat at the time. It was like my precious cat. I was like, things not coming near my cat. So I had a fry pan as well because I felt bad. You know, once I started helping these girls, I felt bad. And it's like, maybe we can open up the skylight. We had our staircase had a big skylight. Couldn't open the The stupid thing, it's dive bombing us and we're screaming bloody murder. Apparently other people in the building called the police because some shady guy had come around and, and rang everyone's bell earlier that night. So the police come. <laughs> we're standing in the hallways screaming with helmets. I think I accidentally hit the poor bat with a frying pan <laughs> at one point. It was a disaster. We got in so much trouble by the police for making a public nuisance noise. 
Um, you were a public spectacle. <laughs> yeah, the police yelled at us for screaming in the hallway. I guess three people in the building called the police. And we only had eight units in this building because it was a townhouse. Three had called the police because girls Listen. were screaming in the hallway. <laughs> Listen, Nicole, I've lived, you know, awful. on and off most of my life in New York or in one of the boroughs. And I still can't even imagine that a neighbor called you at one in the morning to help them with a bat. I can't believe that I, 10 minutes after I was awake, I realized, like, why didn't you just say, is it hanging or is it perched? No, I, I was. You. It's one o'clock in the morning, and you said you were just acquaintances. We were just acquaintances, and I was sound asleep when they called, and I was like, oh, okay. They never saw an episode of Seinfeld, obviously, you know? Oh, I don't even like to say hello in the lobby. When I moved to the suburbs, my sister told me I had to go next door and meet my neighbors. I gave yeah. her a withering look. I was like, are you insane? I need to go meet someone? Yeah, you have to be nice. Oh, I told you, this is why I practiced being nice before I moved to California. Because um, I was nice before I came to New York, and then I got nice again after I left New York. But in New York, you can't be nice. I but, am um, nice. I'm just wary of strangers. The way that you're paranoid on the subway, I yeah, don't need to know people everywhere. I don't know. Yeah, I like my personal space. I'm just kind of paranoid everywhere. But I also find it fun. Like, in my in my fake little imaginary world, I get to be a spy agent or something. Um, <laughs> it's good to have a nice interior life. Yeah, it's fun. I imagine, like, what would I do if I were a spy right now? Do you what hear a theme song? Is there, like, music? Maybe I'll add one. No, <laughs> not really. Theme song would cut into my concentration. How many windows are here? How many people were on here? How many people have left? How many exits? Where's the emergency exit? Could I jump from the train to the track if I had to? And then off. Take all these little things because it's a fun little game. It's kind of, you know, some people, when you're driving and you're a kid, they'll give you... Yeah, like punch button math equations. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, like my yeah, own yeah. little my own little shtick. Yeah, so that bat thing was awful for the rest of the summer. I will a. It took me about six years before I could watch Batman, and <laughs> for the rest of the summer, I had to be home before dark because I was still terrified that somehow this bat was living in the building and coming back for revenge. <laughs> 